0: Yeah. How about that? I didn't know that this is going to be a thing that we're doing, Al. I didn't know that this is something that uh, is going to become a regular part of the intro. Me screwing up our looky promos.
1: I'm more concerned about the pigskin extravaganza <laughs> and the fact that Chris <laughs> is going out of his way to highlight that the listeners are smarter than us. Yeah, they take an way. early one nothing lead in the uh, in the season. No, By right. the way, I've never had I've never had so much uh so much at stake in a Monday night football game
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah it was How funny even going over overtime it's hey there's a pick six hey they could score a touchdown there, <clears throat> there was a lot of moments where you were more uh, more apprised of the spread than the actual yeah. result of the game right
1: all I was thinking I'm like look this isn't that big of a deal just a quick fumble pick
0: scoop for a six and this thing is over I got this thing locked up and look you can keep score however you want I, I yeah. quite quite honestly I admire the moxie and just kind of doing it however you like. I think that that's pretty baller. But they have a one-point lead on us. Here's what happened. The listeners, led by Starfish and Coffee, and if you would like to participate in the game on Thursday, go ahead and send me a tweet. Eh, We're full, actually. We're
1: already at capacity.
0: They have 7 points with their win last night. They picked up 4 points with that Raider win. I am in second place with 6. You are in third place with 5. So we're all it's a 2-point swing between first and last. We're all uh, we're incorrect. all good together.
1: incorrect. Week 1, nah. you either win no. or you lose. Well, in the Listeners history won, in, the, in the history you and I lost. So don't don't try to don't try to sugarcoat how it's you not, lost.
0: It does not it's not sugarcoating anything. It's how every comprehensive cumulative pool in the history of football has ever worked you can do it week to week if you want that's up to you
1: you're not going to go to the commissioner of major league baseball after 162 games and say listen i added all my runs up
0: no if you add all those up (laughs) no what you this looks a little differently no what you're doing is after the first game of the season you're like all right the uh the diamondbacks are the world champions they're, they're, they, they won the season because they won the first game. That's am already how it works.
1: Listen, I'm already, as a commissioner of my league, There's I'm already on the hot seat. Already on the hot seat.
0: Look, I like that you're trying to reset the whole thing every week so you can give yourself a chance, but you're fine. You're only two points out of the lead. You're fine. Everybody is fine. We'll keep it moving. We'll get into the Raiders and Monday Night Football yeah. here in a little bit because, look, Chris's explanation right there is as good as anything else I've heard because I watched it with my own two eyes and I'm still yeah. not entirely curious. Hey. You know what? Very quickly, before we get to USC deciding that uh, they care about football again, have you ever heard a head coach say this before, Slee? It was warming up in the net. Uh, mm-hmm. No one could find him, yep. but uh, things worked out. Sure. <laughs> That's John sure. Gruden. Sure. He, he couldn't find, couldn't find the kicker. kicker. What do you mean you couldn't find him? What the hell does that mean? Couldn't find the kicker. <laughs> <laughs> like they do a roll
1: call before every you know every set of down, saying, "Okay, where's everybody? Not sure
0: where the kicker is." Derek Carr present, Josh Jacobs present, <laughs> Henry Ruggs present. Hey, where's the kicker? Kicker, <laughs> kicker. <laughs> like, you, you know what? Throw we? him back out there, take the five hit? yard penalty, and
1: let's go for it on third down. What a it was. It, it was actually that was incredibly confusing at the same time incredibly entertaining it didn't even seem it like was. a sport it didn't even seem there was a point in that monday night game and i know we got a lot bigger topics to get into but there really there was a point where i'm like are is is it, it almost felt like a clown show. I mean, what's going on here? Is this yeah, I mean, a preseason game? Like, what's happening this? here?
0: I didn't know, too, that all Raider home games were going to come with an NC-17 rating. I didn't know that that's something that goes on inside Allegiant Stadium. So we'll get to the Raiders coming up in a bit. Let's start with USC. And Travis yeah. Lee is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. If you want to participate with us, you know how to do it. On the Travis Lee Nation, on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed, the call-in line, ESPN Nation, presented by Dr. Pepper. College football is back and so are the fans. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. So returning to glory. Look, shortly after we went off the air yesterday, USC made the announcement that Clay Helton is no longer going to be the head football coach. They fired yep. him. Dante Williams is going to take over in an interim capacity while they conduct a search for the next Trojan head coach. I know a lot of people, yay, yeah, good, good. It's about time, you know, they they finally did it. They care about the program, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, fine, and I guess better late than never, but this was a decision that they should have made a couple of seasons ago. Mm-hmm. That, that, that I, Al, what I don't understand for the life of me is why you would do this right now as opposed to doing it at the end of last season. If at the end of last season you had made the decision, if you're athletic director Mike Bone, and you're thinking to yourself, you know what, going into this season, if Clay Helton has a bad loss, I'm gonna I'm going to end this, then end it right then. Mm I mean, why go into a – you know they're not going to go undefeated. You know they're not going to run the table. You know they're not uh, a contender for a national championship. So, basically, you've wasted an entire recruiting season. You've wasted an entire regular season. You've put a a, – thing out in the universe where you're basically burning a season to the ground when you could have started over and started new a few months ago. It doesn't make any sense to me why they did it after one bad loss and not doing it at the end of last season or the season before that. Better late than never, but come on, man.
1: So let's first say this. You're right about the better late than never. Um, You know, and it wasn't just us yesterday that are obviously barking about what the hell is going on with USC's program. It didn't just start yesterday, Uh, but obviously... Them making a move is the right move because you and I said you can't keep doing the same thing over and over again. Expect a different result. There wasn't going to be a different result. By the way, if you just you want to go all the way back to 2018, five and seven, 2019 eight and five, five and one uh, last year in that, you know, that shortened away. season,
0: throw that away, and then
1: uh, and then here one and one to start off uh, this year. The the point I'm trying to make is you're right. This didn't start yesterday. So your question is. Well, why are you firing him now? You want to know why, Trav? This wasn't these incredibly smart front office. I say front office, but really what I'm meeting is the athletic director, president of USC. These aren't people that are looking forward. These aren't people that are saying to themselves, um, hey, uh, we really got to pay attention because I don't know if this is going anywhere. Because if, if that was the case, it would have happened a couple years ago. So why did they do it yesterday? They did it yesterday because there was so much pressure and humiliation coming off of Saturday. This wasn't, we're thinking ahead. This is, we don't have a choice. We feel like we're forced into this. We feel like we're pressured into it. It wasn't, USC wasn't coming out. Mike Bone wasn't coming out, um, you know, like you said, at the end of last season saying, guys, we really appreciate everything Clay Helton has done. We do feel like he's... Um, from a personality perspective, he represents the university really well. But ultimately, at the end of the day, we don't feel like we're any closer to getting back to a national championship, competing for a national championship. This is why we're going in a different direction. Trav- Instead, it was, what the hell just happened on Saturday? <laughs> right. Everyone's booing Clay Helen as he's going into the locker room at halftime. No one's booing him in the fourth quarter because everybody it's already empty. took off. <laughs> and they're already on their way. You lose against a Stanford team that you were 17-and-a-half-point favorite. At so At home. At home. To, so at to home. Add, and you were down 29 at one point. Mm-hmm. To answer your question, Trav, is, is today a better day for USC fans because now there's some hope and opportunity to go bring in potentially a new coach? Yes. But let me also reiterate here This is not done because somebody is seeing in the future and really has this vision. This is done because there was enough pressure put on you to where you felt like you had to do it. Yeah,
0: no, that's exactly right. The problem with this decision isn't the decision itself. It's why the decision was made. Clay Clay Helton should have been dismissed from this job a couple of years ago. The program was stale. The program was not developing NFL players. The program was not one of those schools that you talked about in the upper echelon of, of college football programs. That It's Ohio State. It's Alabama. It's LSU. It's Georgia. It's Clemson. It's Oklahoma. These are the schools that we're talking about. It's Notre Dame. Notre Dame's been really good for the last few years. But- you,
1: were, you were starting to expect mediocrity. That's what the program has been the last couple of years.
0: And they didn't – Mike Bone didn't wake up on Monday morning and say, you know what, this program is really – I got this gut feeling. Yeah, this was obvious. The reason that it got done yesterday is because the noise got to a point where he couldn't ignore it anymore. He didn't want to do it because if he wanted to do it, he would have done it at the end of last year. He would have done it the year before. This is a PR move, not a let's improve the football program move. This is a move meant to appease – Alan Slewa and Travis Rogers and USC fans and USC alumni and people like Keyshawn Johnson, who were no longer buying into the Clay Helton deal, that this was done to, okay, well, at least they'll be quiet about that now. Well, you should have done this a while ago. Bill Plaschke wrote the column on Monday about, hey, he needs to go right now. Well, that column could have been written two years ago. This is not something that fills me with a great deal of confidence that makes you think, okay, you know what? The situation had gotten bad, and the guy fixed it. It had been rotting. This is, this. you know, I used the analogy yesterday, Al, about the house is on fire, right? And and they're just watching it burn. Mm -hmm. This is calling the fire department after the fire's almost out. (laughs) The house is burned to the ground. The only thing left is the chimney standing there, and you're saying to yourself, you know, we better save the chimney. You know, P- P- the neighbors are, are complaining about all the smoke. We, we, we better we better call the fire department. And they show up and they're like, yeah, it's pretty much out. And that's where they leave themselves right now. Because I want you to listen to this. I want you to listen to Paul Feinbaum, who was on with Key earlier this morning. And this should send a cold shiver down the spine of every USC fan. I don't want to put any pressure on Mike Bone, but... If he screws up this hire and he's got three months to make it, you might as well
2: bury this program because you can't keep doing this every couple of years. If you
0: go and you get another guy and three years from now we're having the same conversation, then you're dead. I mean, nobody wants to go to your program. I, I think Feinbaum's right. I love Key in the background. Eh, not happening. Look, Key's an (laughs) an SC guy, and I get it. And I'm sure that Key believes that they're the right hire away, and I I get where Key's coming from. But Mm -hmm. you ready for a a really chilling word? Nebraska. Nebraska was one of the marquee programs in this country through the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. Okay, They they had a four-decade run where Nebraska was really, really good. Nebraska's dreadful. Nebraska's nowhere. Nebraska's towards the bottom of the Big Ten. Nebraska is a blue chip program that is dead and buried and not coming back anytime soon. And I understand that USC has some things that Nebraska doesn't, and we'll talk about that coming up in a minute, but don't tell me it can't happen. It absolutely can happen. And that's why doing it now just is, is, I'm glad it happened, I guess. And I'm not glad that anybody lost their job. That's a bad deal for his family and everything else, but. It should have happened a while ago. You don't get credit for doing something that should have been done more than a season ago.
1: So uh, here's the reality. We don't have to give credit anywhere. Um, you know, this obviously had to be done. So I, I think a lot of people obviously agree with that, that uh, ultimately this was going to happen, whether it was going to happen two games into the season or it was going to happen at the end of the season, some on those lines. It just felt like the Clay Helton, like you've been mentioning, should have happened a couple of years ago, that, that he should have been fired. This is a question I have Trav. When you hear Paul Feinbaum say that they can't screw up this next hire, this is the real question. The real question is, you know, you and I were having the conversation yesterday. How much does you the University of Southern California, from the athletic director to the president, how important is winning again? Mm-hmm. That That's the real question, Trap, because at the end of the day— we can sit here and say, well, you got to find the next coach, and you got to put somebody else in here, and who's going to take in, who's going to kind of uh, take the reins moving forward? Does the University of Southern California? I know the fans care, I know the boosters care, I know the alumni, care, I know they all care. Everybody knows that. The question comes down to how much does the what kind of a priority is going is uh, USC football in the grand scheme of things? Mm-hmm. Because we can all talk about how this was the wrong move, the right move. You got to do this, you got to do that. Their next hire will tell a lot. It will start to tell the story of what the future of the USC football program will
0: be. Yeah, and and there's a lot more to get into. Like you said, how important is winning to them? I want to get into that. I want to get into a whole bunch of other SC. Like, Who who do you hire? Is this a great job or not? There's a million more SC questions, but I have a more pressing question. Yeah, I, I, I watched it. I still don't know what happened in the Raider game. Okay, no, I, got still, you. I got you. That the, the game was over and everybody yeah. laughed, Only it wasn't over. And then there was a uh-huh. penalty. And then an interception. And, and then they you. lost Listen, the kicker. What the hell?
1: Just sit back for a second, All okay? Right. Lamar Jackson drove the Ravens down. <laughs> they went up by a field goal. Thirty mm-hmm. something seconds left. Derek Carr, a couple throws. They hit a field goal. Now I'm looking and I'm seeing. I'm like, I'm. I still have a shot at winning this pigskin extrav- extravaganza, as <laughs> Morales calls it. Okay, and that's what it is. Moving forward, we don't change that name. Okay. Then uh, game goes into overtime. And very simply put, the Raiders won the game without actually getting in the goal line. You see, there's a thing called review that is now, uh, now that you have to pay attention to. Um, when they got the ball at about the half-yard line, quick little false start, let's move them back five yards.
0: Too easy from the one, let's Too try easy from, it from the one. let Let's go six. back far.
1: Then Carr decided, I'm going to throw the ball so hard, even though I'm only six <laughs> yards out or five and a half yards out, it's going to go off my guy's hands, it's going to hit a Baltimore Raven in the helmet, Lamar Jackson's going to go from thinking the game was over to coming back into the game, fumbling the ball, and then they couldn't find the kicker.
0: Does that help? <laughs> no, not at all, actually. I still have no idea what happened, but the Raiders won. I know Raider fans are happy, and it was a it was a fun game to watch. We'll talk more Raider football coming up in a little bit, but I want to answer your question now. How important is winning the USC and... How good of a job is that anymore? That's coming up ahead, plus your phone calls. They're already loaded up. I don't even have to ask for it. We're already loaded up, ready to go on SC Football. We got all that. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.
1: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's
2: the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5
1: off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.
0: Doesn't feel quite the same, does
1: it? (laughs) University of Southern California. Didn't Washington State come off a Portland State win over the weekend?
0: Well, you know, you got to play your best football to beat Portland State. They're not just going to roll over for anybody. You know That's a, a big step up in scheduling for Wazoo along the way. Look, th- this season yeah. is, is up in smoke. It, it really is. And that doesn't mean that they can't the go way, out and win a bunch quick. of games. Why did
1: that fight song sound like it was from 1887?
0: Well, that's, I think that's when it was written. It, look, it's a good fight song. It's fine. They play it too often. They they get a little overzealous with it along the way, but you know what are you gonna do? What you're gonna? I do think is, I heard
1: it at the Coliseum during some Rams games over the years. My <laughs> like, guys, no, no, not this one. Up thirty. No, but play we're the contracted. Song. We're contracted for this.
0: Down thirty. Play the song.
1: Fired the coach. <laughs> Up 30, played the play song. The, oh, Hired
0: a crazy. coach. Play the song. Go on probation. Play the song. Get off probation. Play the song. They, they, they like that song a lot. Just keep
1: playing the song. You <laughs> see, the board of directors all just saying that. You just got to get the song in
0: more. I'm surprised they didn't have it underneath Mike Bone when he was announcing that he'd moved on from uh, Clay Helton along the way. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, Clay Helton is no longer here. He's down the road. We got a new guy. We're going to try something? to find a new coach. Fight on SC. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> can I tell you something? You are right about it being played. Go to an SC game. I'm like... Guys, it's second and thirteen. You don't need to play it right now. <laughs> That's fine. Just wait.
0: Never wait a for bad a first down.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Get some kind of momentum.
0: All right, let's let the people in here, Slee, because they are fired up about Clay Helton. Okay, before before yeah. you go to the calls,
1: I, w- I want to throw this out there, and I think um, you know we'll take a couple angles on this because I, I I'm curious to get USC fans' perspective on this. Um, is that USC head coaching job still an A plus job? Pay attention to that, Trav, because. There's a lot that factors into it's not just the program and their history. There's a lot that more that goes into it as well. So I, I want to get some listeners' uh, reaction yeah, on that well. well.
0: I, I think the, the, the answer to the question, it, it there's a big variable. There's a big if. Look, on the surface, USC is a great job for the following reasons. It's in a huge market with a ton of players right? Look around the rest of the country. Every other team's quarterback in the national championship hunt, whether it's at Clemson or Alabama or anywhere else, coming from Southern California, (laughs) right? They're all from LA. So (laughs) the players are here. That's, that's a big thing. This is what Pete Carroll did really well. He recruited Southern California better than anybody kept all of the great players here in LA home. So that's a good, that's a good starting point. You have a very rich tradition, That's a good starting point. You have boosters that are committed to winning. That's important. You have a ton of money. That's important.
1: You're a private university that can you know you can cut any check you want. You
0: can do whatever you want. You've got a ton of dough. You've got while very very old. You've got a very very historic venue. The Coliseum is not sparkly and new like SoFi, but it's got an identity. And that adds to the allure in a way. For sure. It's old school college football with USC in the Coliseum. It just feels good. So, yeah, there's a lot of things that lead you to believe that this is an A-plus job. Here are a couple of things, though, that are not A-plus. The conference sucks. You know, now can it get better? Sure. But the fact of the matter is when we talk about the Power Five, the Pac-12, if it's not fifth, it's fourth. Right? They, they, they are a distant fourth between those other three, the Big Ten, the SEC, and the ACC. Now, I understand the ACC is propped up by Clemson for the most part, but the Pac-12 has not been a part of the national championship run in any meaningful way since they started the playoff. They just haven't been in there. That's number one. And number two is, do you want to win? Do you get the support that you need from the, or the university? And, and here's what I mean by that. Are you going to spend the money it takes? You think Oregon has ever had the moment, we can't can't do that. Don't spend the money. Don't build that facility. Don't pay that assistant coach. Don't make sure that those kids have everything that they need. Don't make sure that they do this. USC needs to pay the coach the going rate, which is millions of dollars a year. USC needs to pay the going rate for assistant coaches, which, believe it or not, is millions of dollars a year. Mm -hmm. You have to make sure that those head coaches can bring their assistants with them or else they're not going to leave. You need to spend the money. And here is the most important part, arguably, and it's ugly, but it's true. Are you comfortable being uncomfortable? Are you uncomfortable doing some stuff that maybe you wish other people didn't know about? Are you uncomfortable bringing in a kid who maybe shouldn't be there in the first place, but it's a really good football player? Are you comfortable working in that NIL situation that maybe gets a little, shall we say, unclear, a little gray, a little murky? Are you comfortable being uncomfortable with the stuff? Because Alabama is, Oregon is, mm-hmm. Clemson is, Ohio State is.
1: I'm going to answer that question you? for you. I'm going to answer that question. I, I still I, – I think it's an A-plus job. And I also think sometimes the predicament helps make it even more of an A-plus job. What I'm referring to there, Trav, it's not like USC has had a ton of success over the last five years and you're taking over somebody that has been to the Rolls Bowl, was in the college football playoff over the last couple of years, mm-hmm. right? You're taking over something when it's down. You're It's the, it's the worst house – in the best neighborhood but damn does it have uh, you know an unbelievable amount of potential that that's example I'd give if if they got if the university took that much pressure over one game in the in week 2 and I know there's a lot that added to it right but week 2 of the football season that much pressure obviously everybody pissed off on Saturday oh by the way Oregon a few hours before was taken down Ohio State on the road. I'm sure that kind of adds to the look where one program's going in the Pac-12 and the other one's going.
0: One team cares more than the other, and it's obvious. With all that being said, I kind of think they're going to do
1: what they need to do this time around. I could be wrong, we'll right? Like, by the way, we are going to find out, and that that's USC's actions from this point on is going to tell you really if they're in this to win or they're not. But I, I kind of there's so many eyes right now on the University of Southern California. You know how disappointed people would be if they felt like you're just kind of doing the run of the mill and, and kind of going through the motions again. We'll see what happens, but maybe this time it's different. We'll have to wait and see.
0: It's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. That's the straightest talk that there is. You know, which which road do you want to walk down? Do you want to walk down the national championship road where you can go into Columbus without your best player and beat Ohio State the way that Oregon did, or do you want to be the team that loses by double digits to a 17-point underdog on your home field? But you
1: have a really good fight song. (laughs) It's pretty good. Excellent fight song.
0: Everybody knows it. Let's go to OC, the OC, my neighborhood, Raymond. Raymond, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up, Ray?
3: Hey, guys. Good morning. Love the new slot. Um, So just wanted to say, uh, I believe, you know, this is a – this has to be the time that he had to go out. Um, you know, Mike Bone came into a situation where the football program was, was, was at a low. You know, the recruiting and the player development teams were five, six people compared to Clemson, Alabama, that are upwards of 20 people. He came in. He's hired a bunch of people. He's done a great job. You, it's tough to, to, you know, come into that situation. And then on top of that, he has a $25, $30 million buyout back in 2019, 2018. And, you know, that's, that's a tough pill to swallow as well. Um, you go into the COVID season, you know, it, you don't have an offseason. You don't have any preparation. He, he brings on an, a new staff, um, and, and, you know, he, we don't have the chance to see what he can do with it. All right, you come into 2021, you got a full offseason, you got all these resources, you got a, a favorable schedule, no Oregon, no Washington. Um, let's see what you got, Helton. You come out, you get shellacked in the second game. And, uh, that's it, buddy. You gotta go. Um, we all wanted him gone a long time ago, but Mike Bone had to do his due diligence. He had to give him all he could. And I think that this program, uh, behind the scenes is doing the right stuff to show that they want to win. Uh, Dante Williams, learning him from Oregon, the best recruiter in the West Coast. Um, I think we're, we're moving in the right direction. Just had to get rid of Elvin. Thanks.
0: Yeah. No, I, I think they're heading in the right direction, too, Raymond. And you bring up a good point, And you're right. Can't that, really
1: go in another direction.
0: N- no. And, and this idea, you know you know what I'm tired of hearing about? And this isn't directed at you, Ray, because you're just the, the last person to say it. But I've heard it said over and over. Oh, the buyout, the buyout. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> you know how much money USC has? Stop. There are multiple donors that could, could scratch that check and in their middle of the night without giving it a second thought, like, oh, it's a $12 million buyout of 50. Here, take this. Let's get our pro. Do you want to win or not? that 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 this is not an economics thing this is not something about oh stat this is about do you want to win or not and maybe yesterday they made the chance al or the choice i should say that they want to win at least it's a step in the right direction
1: wells fargo rates right now as low as 5.74 <laughs> percent apr on personal loans uh-huh. i'm just saying we threw this out there yesterday if it's a money thing with usc we can work on a bank. We could we could figure out what bank has the best interest rate and then take it from there. I'm pretty sure, Trav, uh, I've never heard money problems in USC in the same sentence. Yeah, USC
0: known as the school that really struggles to make yeah. ends meet. This is yeah. this is not USC's lot in life. They're Might flying have to cut corners when it comes to, economics. When it comes uh-huh. to yeah, the economic
1: uh-huh. side of things. Hey, guys,
0: we're taking the apples out of the cafeteria, and uh, okay. we're just going to go applesauce. Can't afford it. Can't afford it. Just, you know, Times are tight. We had to buy out Coach Helton, so you know, powdered milk for the football team. Give me a break. The USC's got more money than anybody else. They can do whatever they want when it comes to that. Let's try another one on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Let's go to Venice this time. And Larry, Larry, you're on with Travis and Salih. What's up, Larry? I'm, I'm doing good. How are you guys doing today? All right. Doing good, bud. The, the, the comment I wanted to make was a few years ago, we had a coach that we could have hired. But I can remember John Ireland making a statement. Yeah, Larry, I'm going to jump in on you right there. Your phone's breaking All up. I
1: heard is I could remember John Ireland making a statement, yeah, and the, then that was it.
0: I, I know that where Larry wanted to go with that is that they should have kept Ed Orgeron as their yeah. head coach. And, yeah. look, it, they decided that they did not want a guy that's going to sound like this and going to cocktail parties and shaking hands at golf tournaments and making yep. sure that the boosters get what they need to get.
1: Nope, just get the job done.
0: They They weren't going to do that. Okay? That's fine. They opted to go in a different direction, and Ed O went and won a national championship at LSU, and then had a bad year last year. COVID year, whatever, throw it away. They lost to UCLA pretty decisively a couple of weekends ago, so we'll see how the Ed Orgeron thing works out. What they need to do, out is make sure that this next hire is right, and that's what we need to get into next. We need to get into, I want to hear some more from the people, but we need to get into where do you go from here? What do you do with this USC program? And you got to see it last night, right? You watched the Dodgers, no?
1: Yeah, we're going to have some questions here about the Dodgers coming up. These are good questions, by the way.
0: These are Clayton Kershaw,
1: who, by the way, will probably still get two more starts before before it's all said and done. But what do you do if you're Dave Roberts and you got that rotation, if Clayton Kershaw is good to go, you start four starters in the postseason in a five-game set? Yep. I,
0: no, you do four. You do four and you keep it rolling. And here's the question What do you do in the rotation and what do you do on the sidelines at USC? It's all coming up. It's Travin Slee, 710 ESPN.
2: must be 21 plus and present in select states gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER terms and conditions apply see app for details
0: this is why as an athletic director now you get paid a lot of money at a place like USC to make tough decisions like the decision to fire the football coach and then even more importantly hire the right guy hey yeah, buddy yep. that's it <laughs> that that are you ready to go do this? Because let's take a listen real quick. This is what Mike Bone said yesterday about where USC's football program is and what they're committed to doing.
3: I'm proud of the fact that uh, together I think we, oh, boy, didn't lose a whole lot of games. When you think back of going through COVID, I couldn't imagine of going through COVID without uh, – Clay is is a partner, but again, I think that uh, you know we're committed to win national championships, and uh, we believe that in order to do that, a, that a change was uh, was needed.
0: Okay, I, I like that he we're committed to national championships. I like that part, but mm-hmm. here's the rub: this is on you, Mike Bone. This is why you're here. When when USC made the move to hire Mike Bone as their new athletic director, yep. it wasn't to make sure that the golf team was good. It wasn't to make sure that the baseball team and the track team and gymnastics and swimming and water polo or whatever else they have at SC is at the top of the heap. It's to make sure that the football team is good. USC is a football school, period. So you could
1: still follow through on all those other sports like you're talking about, but the one that you're going to get the most heat for, most attention for, most praise for is obviously going to come with the college football program.
0: The only thing. This you, is. You could this, win 10 national championships in volleyball. No one cares at SC. Right. You need to be good at football, just like UCLA has to be good at basketball. That's that's their thing. Football is USC's thing. And you're here to hire that guy.
1: So this is his moment. Right. I mean, if you kind of really pay attention, this is going to be his hire. This is you just said it's all on his shoulders, his back. And I do actually like I like in that quote saying, um, you know, using the word national championships. That's not someone who shied away from what the expectation is. Trav, I, I, I don't know about you, but, you know, if we use Ed O as an example, mm-hmm. there's a certain person that has to look a certain way. They have to um, – there's a coach that has to have a certain type of persona, has Feel. to ha, – exactly, be in front of a mic a certain way. I I genuinely believe this. Maybe I'm wrong. I really don't think fans, media, and most people care who that person is what he or she looks like, like I don't think they care about that stuff. Are you getting results? I'm not saying. Put it this way, from a from a priority perspective, this is what it's going to come down to. Chad, we could list down. L.A. Times had 13 candidates to replace Clay Helton as mm-hmm. USC's head coach. I'm sure every single outlet over the next couple of days is going to put in their long laundry list of different coaches out there that are, you know are available that USC should go after. All I'm saying is. It doesn't have to be this big, big-time name that has come from somewhere else. If you think you have the right coach that's going to fit your program, that's going to move your program in the right direction, that understands how important recruiting is, that takes advantage of that USC product, mm-hmm. right? The, the This is when you use the USC histories, when you're trying to help the present and the future. If you think you got the right guy and you and I don't know all that much about him, that's okay, but you got to find the right person, I don't have that answer unless you know. You think you could list off five of your top candidates that you think should be coming in?
0: Yeah, Travis Lee's brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear Hotline. It- this is why Mike Bone's here. Not for me to list of candidates. Not for you to have a list of candidates. Look, we know him. It's Urban Meyer. It's Mario Cristobal. It's James Franklin. It's uh, Luke Fickle. It, you know, we we know the list. We the the guy from Iowa State whose name escapes me at the moment. Matt there's Campbell. Chris Peterson. Matt Campbell. Thank you, Emily. <laughs> there's Chris Peterson. There's Bob Stoops. We we know the names that are out there. That that's fine. But what is Mike Bone going to do? Is he going to go get a guy that we all know? Because look, if they made the announcement to Urban Meyer it would be, oh, wow, okay, we know two things. No, that's big time. It, that, would, that would be big, big time. time. Yep. It's super big time because you know that you're going to win and you know that at some point Urban Meyer is going to leave and it's going to be bad. No, 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 <laughs>
1: that's not going to happen. Urban Meyer, <laughs> he's still going to do Jacksonville on Sundays. Uh-huh. Saturdays he's going to do USC. He's really got kind of his schedule all figured out.
0: The alternate is, you look, from the moment that Mike Bone came here, okay, I understand you're going to evaluate, you're going to talk to Clay Helton, you're going to see the status of the program from the inside as opposed to the outside and all these things. But when you get hired as the athletic director at USC, the very first thing you better have written down somewhere is who is my next football coach? Who is the first person I call in the event that I need to make a change here? He better have and, – and it doesn't have to be an A-list name. It doesn't have to be James Franklin or Mario Cristobal or Urban Meyer. It could be a guy – that Alan with Travis Rogers and the majority of USC football fans have no idea who it is. If you believe he's the right guy, go hire him and put him in a position to hire the right assistants and go do it and let the thing cook and let it bake. People, people will give me. you a chance.
1: Here's what scares me. I'll tell you what, what worries me about this. We talked about it to start off the show. Clay Helton got fired from his job as head coach of the, of the football program. Why did he get fired? Did he get fired two games into the season – because Mike Bone didn't want to give him another opportunity? Or did he get fired because there was so much pressure coming on Mike Bone's shoulders that you got to get this dude out of here? That's why he got fired, Trav. Let's not sit here and sugarcoat it. And Mike Bone was sitting there, and the president of USC and all these, you know, this team of people were saying... I just don't see in the next two years that Mike Bone is the right fit. If you would have thought that, you would have done it earlier. You wouldn't have started the season with, with Clay Helton. Which he shouldn't have done. That was so, his first so mistake. So the, the pressure part, this is, that's the one part that I would say. Mike Bone obviously caved to the pressure of the program, of the fans, of the alumni, of media, all saying, this dude's got to go. Why are we making the announcement? You need to be making the announcement. Will Mike Bone, in this search for a coach, is he going to go for the guy like you just mentioned? Is the right one, the right fit? I believe in this dude. I will fall by the sword because I feel this is the right guy to take USC, bring him back to that program, or is he going to cave into pressure? And I, I I don't have that answer, but that's what just happened over the last 24
0: hours. That's right. Quick phone call here. Let's go to Los Angeles and Thomas. Thomas, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? Hey, good morning. Morning. I believe that the next – the next coach should be the man that was on the other side of that field on Saturday. It should be David Shaw. That man brings consistency. He brings discipline. If he had a larger recruiting base with more talent, I think he would have got much further. In fact, back in 15-16, I thought he should have been the number one or two guys that should have tried to recruit. Now, I know Momo's going to be upset at that. <laughs> David Shaw, was that at the top of my lungs, should have been the last coach. He should be the next one. He should be on somebody's list. He brings that discipline. Like I said, he's consistently winning. When they had Andrew Luck, they have a talent. They were a top-ten team. If he comes to SC, where there's a large recruiting base, where it's talent-rich, mm-hmm. I think SC will get back to where it needs to be. But- I think they'll be right there every year. And you have this eight-game game uh, this eight. Uh, team playoff coming up soon. So all you got to do is make top eight. It's going to happen. I, I think, I think to you're onto something, Thomas, and I don't mean to cut you off, but look, David Shaw has been everybody's top candidate for a very long time. You're right. He's great. There, There's no there's no yeah, but with David Shaw as far as coaching goes, as far as recruiting goes, and you're right about that. If all of a sudden you didn't have to make sure that you're recruiting, air quotes, Stanford type of guys, and you were able to go get just whatever type of guys, it gives you a lot more options. David Shaw had options to go to the NFL. David Shaw has had opportunities to go to bigger, more prestigious college football programs and has opted not to go. I'm not sure he wants to leave. And this, for me, that, that if, if you're at Stanford and the NFL comes calling, Jim Harbaugh bounced, you know we've seen other guys leave Denny Green bounced. we've seen all of these other players go for, use Stanford to go to bigger and better places David Shaw's had all of these same opportunities and he's like no I'm good here I think that David Shaw's a lifer at Stanford I don't think he's going anywhere
1: yeah you might be right uh, and and just kind of think about it. he's already been there 11 years yeah so he could or this is his 11th season as the as uh coaches and by the way he's had great success and some of these games are beating up on USC in the process so it's I, I get everything that the caller is saying. You now have the USC resources. What can you do? What could David Shaw do? But you might be right. That might be a player or that might be a coach that's happy with where he's at.
0: All right, so the Dodgers have a problem. It's a good problem, but a problem nonetheless. We're going to get to that coming up at 1055. But next, it is bunch of fun. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. All right, right before we get to Bunch of Funch, Al, let me hit you with this. This is from Captain Hindsight on Twitter. It says, I'm not an SC fan. I'm from San Diego. I rooted for SC when they had Coach O just because he sounded like the coach from the Waterboy. I don't know if that's a great idea to hire your head coach based on your favorite fictional movie character.
1: Uh, he obviously disagrees with that, and uh, that seems like a great connection.
0: Why not? Excellent connection. Why not? Works for me. Fudge, take it away.
2: All right, guys. A new startup company called Colossal says it'll try to bring back the woolly mammoth back from extinction within the here next we six go. years.
1: That's exactly what we need <laughs> now, here. scientists will try In how bring... long they're going gonna... to- Six years. Six, six years. Six years. Sure. Sure. <laughs>
2: Uh, so scientists will try to remove DNA from an elephant egg and replace it with mm-hmm. like mammoth-like DNA. So I think they're yep. just going to take something out the elephant egg. This is Jurassic it- Park. Exactly. Basically. Exactly. <laughs> I was going to say, it sounds like some Jurassic Park stuff. And it feel- I feel like it could go wrong where yeah. we have some woolly mammoths outside of L.A. Live right here before Laker yep. games and stuff like that. So, guys, what's your feelings on bringing back extinct and extinct animals and back a la Jurassic Park style? And I'll go to you, Al, since I know you got some things to say.
1: Okay, so here we go. Let me, let me, can we use some of these resources to just figure out how to take the 405 from being so congested? Can we, can we use some of the resources for that kind of stuff? Okay, let's put that to the side. I don't
0: know about that. It's just 95 degrees in February now. Everything's fine. What's the yeah, no, know?
1: everything's fine. Just, <laughs> uh, it's all good on, on, the, uh, on the climate front. Uh, Trev, this is what I'm worried about. I'm not as worried about the Wooly Mammoth coming back. I'm worried about Boston Dynamics That's and the Wooly Mammoth fear. merging together. That this, These two separate scientists, corporations merging together. Now we have a Wooly Mammoth robot. That the robots that we're seeing now do these unbelievable backflips and just stroll around like everything's okay. And Everybody's like, look how cute this little guy is. I'm worried about that six-foot uh, chiseled... I don't know what the hell it is. Robot
0: merging with the
1: woolly mammoth and then we gotta deal with that. That's what I'm worried
0: about. Look, trying. we're we're we're, we're near the end of the line anyway. I say bring it on. Let's make woolly mammoths and saber tooth tigers and pterodactyls or whatever else. So it's it gonna takes. be like a cross between Jurassic Park and Terminator. Yeah, perhaps. why not? Let, let let's do it. What what could possibly go wrong? I just as a general idea and as somebody that's not an inventor, what what do I know? But can we stop inventing things that can kill us? That just seems like a pretty bad idea.
2: I think those days are long, I think you're right. long past us. I think you're right. All right, guys. Uh, now, especially things from I didn't know about, but you guys probably know about it. Travis probably knows about this, who Andre Dawson is, former MVP, Hall of Famer, baseball player, Cubs the legend. Hawk. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, I just found out that Andre found a new career after playing ball, and it has a mortician. Oh, that's right you know i think i did know that <laughs> that's right dawson and his wife own a funeral home in florida where they actually exhume the bodies themselves and do all the stuff that undertakers do which is so know, he's
0: not just like running the no, business he's not, he's he's not just the there business. embalming he's, the bodies he's
2: doing all that stuff wow yeah if
0: you're
1: gonna get in there get in
2: there <laughs> <laughs> now this has to be the most interesting post career for any ball player i've ever known I want to know how he got into it. Does his body scare him and all that stuff? Obviously not. <laughs> yeah. So I asked this, guys, uh, and I'll start with you, Trav. Okay. If you guys weren't doing what you guys are doing now at ESPN LA, doing a 10 to 1 show, what would you be doing if you weren't in the broadcasting
0: field? Making um, Wooly mammoths to stock sleep sure. in his sleep. Sure. <laughs> yep. no, um, He'd be a huge investor. <laughs> I... Honestly, mortician would not be in my top 10,000 uh, potential occupations. You know what I think I'd like and something that I think maybe I could be halfway decent at? I think I'd make a decent chef. I, I, I think ah, that I could go right down your alley as a chef. Yeah, Right I, down your alley. It, it's, it's a ton of work. It's super hard. There's a million different techniques and things that I don't know. But I do like cooking, mostly because I like eating. I, chef would be near the top of the list, or sommelier would be really good, too. What do you do for a living? Oh, I taste wine. And then I tell you what type of wine you should like. So something in the food business. I can see you being a chef so because when you whenever you send those pictures to us about which
2: are food, it's yes. like great presentation.
0: Thank you, Fun. Here's the problem. You, Here's the only thing I'm done Here's for a, today. I got nothing else to add. That's a nice thing. Only thing say to me.
1: You're gonna end up like running a diner, it's open twenty four hours and you're gonna get calls <laughs> all throughout the day, Hey, we need you in, the chef We're that out was of pork working jobs. three AM to nine AM, <laughs> can't make it, gotta come back in. That's what would happen <laughs> with it's you. Right, true. Yeah, you? I probably do, Funch. I uh I used to do this um this was during college and yeah, you run one of those YMCAs and I there was Are you a, gonna be a lifeguard at the YMCA? <laughs> no, no, no. There's a rec center that I used to work at back in the days traffic i don't know what it is man you know how much fun that was you know how much fun that was you coaching kids that are sixth to eighth grade yeah coaching football coaching basketball maybe run on one of those uh Do, one of those offices
0: it's been a long time since i've been in one of those rec centers but what's that game with like the checkers that you flick across the board into the goals i, know what you're talking about. I, I, I was really good at that i, know I what like you're that about. game i don't know what it was but let's just call it flick checkers i uh you could be my flick checker coach
1: those things they'd be open till these rec centers would be open till 10 p.m okay From 6 p.m. to 10 p.m., there wasn't a soul there, so... One of us would go get Mexican food. We'd
2: come back. We'd either play ping pong, pool. I'm like, I don't even know how I'm getting paid for this.
0: <laughs> Sounds like a pretty good
2: gig. All right, guys. Soda Bees will be auctioning off a pair of Nike Mag shoes signed by Back to the Future star Michael J. Fox. Mm. Now, if you don't know what the Nike Mag shoes are, they're the electronic laceless high tops that Marty McFly rocks in Back to the Future 2. So you know those shoes in Back to the Future 2 that everyone wants? Yep, self-lacing. Yeah, self-lacing. All right. Sorry, the hoverboard is not included, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> now, the price of these Babies are expected to fetch around thirty to $50,000 for this piece Shut of movie memorabilia. Up. Yes, yeah. yes. Now, I don't like a lot of movie memor- memorabilia, but this is something that I would love to have, and I would add it to my shoe collection. I probably would even wear it to, to the station and um, maybe even display it at Funch Manor. So, <laughs> fellas, I'll go to you, Travis. If you can have movie one piece of movie memorabilia, memorabilia, what would you have?
0: Dork alert time. Okay, ready? I'm, I'm going to go super dorky here, but I would, lo- I would love to have the bat from the natural i'd love to have wonder boy of course you would i I think having wonder boy the wonder boy from the natural i am all over that that would be the very first thing i would want
1: what movie is it i completely forgot i'm going to try to think of this on the fly what movie is it with a ouija board jumanji no it wasn't just jumanji i know jumanji was one of them wasn't there a scarier one I yeah, can't it was called Ouija.
0: It was y- called Ouija. You're, you're, you're the one that wants the Ouija board. You should know the movie, not me. I'll take the
1: Ouija board. <laughs> I'll take the Ouija board. I know, I'm not Why much of a, just you got go to have this. Just Target and
0: buy Slee a Ouija board. Apparently, he doesn't even know they Book's <laughs> well, expensive, <you're> really- <laughs> man. <laughs> I the station to get a few
1: man. <laughs> what can I get from The Godfather? What can I get from one of those other classic movies?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Just make sure can't you pick up Wonder Boy on the way. You
2: can get the gun in Godfather that they hid behind the toilet, right? That's pretty good. I want damn the toilet right
0: there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't need the gun. I want. I want the. To- I want one of those things with the Trav wants, I- tra-
2: wants the Italian
0: dinner right
2: before the guy gets shot.
0: <laughs> the meatball that was part of that meal. <laughs> there you go. All right. So the Dodgers have a problem. A very good problem, but a problem nonetheless. Slee and I will break it down for you. That's next. It's Travis and Slee, seven ten ESPN.